0: I'm Rob Lord, and you're listening to the podcast From Silence, Something to Say, episode number three. If you've missed the first couple of episodes, let me remind you that this is a podcast for discovering the wisdom that we need to lead a more flourishing life. As St. Irenaeus said centuries ago, The glory of God is a human being, fully alive, flourishing. This is the heart of God's gift and call to you. As I'm creating this podcast today, I want you to know it's early afternoon here in Central Florida and the clouds have rolled in, the storm is here, and we're probably going to hear some good thunder and lightning while I'm recording. So in any case, just let it be, you know, kind of ambient and background music uh, as we delve into contemplative practices together. I want to share with you some thoughts about the gifts and the necessity of time away with God in solitude. I believe that most of us understand that somewhere we we have this idea that without a lonely place or a place of solitude, our lives can often be in danger. We know that without that solitude, our actions can quickly become superficial gestures. We want to be able to bring more presence, more joy, more energy and vitality and compassion to our engagement with others and our relationship at work and just be in the world in a much better posture. It was Henry Nouwen who famously said that without solitude, it's virtually impossible to lead a spiritual life, an authentic life, a flourishing life. And that's because the practice of solitude centers us in our own hearts and enables us to be securely rooted in a personal intimacy with the source of our life. Simply to be with the one who loved us first and actually to have a relationship with this source of life, God, the one who created us. Well, we need to find a generous commitment to that friendship that we have with God. And that's one of the reasons why we need to build some rhythm of solitude into our living. Bethany Huang is a contemplative activist who has served with International Justice Mission for more than a decade. And she just recently expressed these words. To move into the crushing reality of injustice with hope, with joy, and with strength, that only comes when we enter it with the presence of Christ. We can only enter with Jesus when we've opened ourselves to his presence and to what he has to give us, and that opening of ourselves is what spiritual practice enables us to do. So before we can lead others, influence others, and work with others, we first need to lead ourselves, and solitude brings these three gifts, the gifts of clarity, presence, and joy. These three gifts are clearly what Jesus had in mind when he would invite his friends often into a place of solitude, a lonely place, and he would say, come away, disengage to a deserted place and rest a while, be still, find solitude with me. That comes out of Mark 6, verse 30. Jesus did this often. He continued to return to hidden places to be alone. Alone with God, and he never seemed to apologize for withdrawing, sometimes very abruptly, from the crowd. He knew that his work and his life and his mission to people depended on his determination to protect his time with God. Again, Henry Nouwen says it so beautifully. He insists that if we don't have a hidden life with God and with ourselves, our public life For God cannot bear fruit. You really do not have to sacrifice your spirit, your joy, your soul, your family, your marriage on the altar of a public life and your work. We can throw ourselves into the immense needs of others and our work to the expense of our families and our souls. It's the seduction of public fruit and private wreckage. This is why Jesus was telling his disciples to come away to a lonely place, live out of solitude, have a place of solitude in your life, so that you have the gifts of clarity and presence and joy. Let's take a further look at those. What might this look like for you? Well, for me, for many years in my work, in my ministry, I had a day a month that I scheduled on my calendar called A Day Away With God. I was fortunate in living both in Colorado and in Kansas City to be very close by two monastic Benedictine communities that were very welcoming and gave me tremendous hospitality when I went away for a day. I'd schedule it. I'd let people know where I was, what I was doing. And I would take that opportunity to seek perspective, to seek clarity, because I knew that I needed to step away from the enmeshment and the responsibilities and the strain of my life so I could listen deeply beneath the surface of what was going on in my life, asking questions, taking a kind of the emotional temperature of who I was and where I was. What am I angry about? What am I sad about? What am I worried about? What am I glad about? In other words, bringing my whole self to God. I continued that pattern here in Central Florida in Winter Park. I would go out to Canterbury Conference Center and Retreat Center and spend a good part of the day, several hours, in this kind of solitude and reflection and prayer. But however you structure this into your life, whether it's a half a day, whether it's a couple of hours, whether it's just one hour, to slip away and to be by yourself, it brings tremendous clarity. I don't know how you can have clarity without being alone in solitude. Solitude also brings the gift of presence. Without presence, nothing in life is really meaningful. But in the luminous glow of presence, all of life can become saturated with significance. David Benner says that presence is not something that can be turned on or off like a tap. It's either an expression of our being or it's posturing and pretense. The world is full of presence. To Jesus, this is a God-bathed, God-permeated world. Every moment of life is full of potential encounters with people and things that are present to us, even though we may not be present to them. A the capacity for solitude gives us a stable foundation for presence. Solitude isn't simply for those who are shy or introverted. Solitude does not mean living apart from others. It means never living apart from presence to one's own self and especially to the presence of God. Again, as David Benner says in his book on presence and encounter, presence starts with being present. If I'm not present with myself, other people and things may be present to me, but I will not notice them. So presence must start with me. And finally, the third gift of solitude is a return to joy. In solitude, I return back to the source of joy. Psalm 16 declares, In God's presence there is fullness of joy. And I love the way that the Apostle Paul said that while we are always sorrowful, yet we are always rejoicing. It's not either or, it's a both and. Joy is deep and profound well-being that comes to us when we are connected and intimate with the source of life. Often I have experienced this in terms of extended periods of solitude, particularly when I'm on pilgrimage to the Celtic lands or to places that have significance and depth. It's there that I find profound joy returning into my life. Many of you know my deep love for the island of Iona and for the sense of God's beauty and nature and truth which... Brings one a sense of gladness of heart. Or it could be County Donegal in Ireland, or perhaps the Basque region in Spain. I think what happens to us when we are surrounded by beauty, goodness, and truth, and particularly in the beauty of creation, and we are alone and with ourselves and with God, is that there is a sense of profound joy at being alive. Everything is spiritual. You are spiritual, and that reality begins to touch us in a new and profound way, with joy, with strength, because of God's love for us. So pay attention, because times come when we yearn for more of God than our schedules will allow. We are tired, we are crushed, crowded by friends and acquaintances, commitments and obligations. The life of grace is abounding, but we are too busy for it even good obligations begin to hem us in there is a place of solitude to which jesus invited his disciples when he said come away to a deserted place and rest a while i hope you'll hear that invitation and find ways creative ways that work for you to build periods of solitude into your life so that you can receive these gifts of clarity of presence And of joy. Be blessed and flourishing, my friends. In the name of the restful Father, in the name of the calming Son, in the name of the peaceful Spirit, may we and God be one.